Hi, everyone. It's Susan. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to CGCG222 for the wonderful review that you just left on iTunes for the podcast. Let me just read this to you because it really meant a lot to me. This is a long overdue review for this awesome podcast. I've spent the past two years in a very painful divorce process that seems like it will never end. Every time I feel like I can't possibly pull myself out of bed, e.g. this morning, I put on one of Susan's podcasts and always get some wisdom that helps. There's a great mix of guests, but the focus on and beyond has been really helpful for me. Hearing that there is something on the other side of this pain keeps me going, and Susan's warmth and compassion makes this more than your typical podcast. Highly recommend. So CGCG222, I just want you to know how much it means to me that you left this review and that the podcast has been helping you because the and beyond and letting you know that there is life beyond this time in your in your, your process is why I do this. So thank you so much. Hang in there. It's going to get better. I promise life is better in the and beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. This online approach has really, you know, made things so much more accessible for so many people. Um, I think you should try it. Just do an introductory meeting with somebody. If you're having some resistance, you may find that it's a lot less emotional and a lot easier to deal with the harder topics. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am here with my really good friend and honestly, one of the best family law attorneys and mediators that I know, Gabrielle Hartley. So I know you've all, you know, if you've been following me for any period of time, you know how much I love Gabrielle, but I'm especially excited to have Gab here today because we're going to talk to you about online divorce mediation. I get so many questions about this topic and I actually get quite a bit of, I don't know if I call it like fear or hesitancy from people. And Gabrielle and I have talked about this. I see her nodding for those of you who aren't watching the video, but you know, we actually are huge proponents of online mediation for divorce cases in all circumstances, not just COVID. It's actually the best thing that ever happened to divorce mediation was going online. It's it's so well suited to it. And so, you know, we're going to talk about 
why online mediation might just be your best friend during divorce today. But first, let me just bring you up to date on Gabrielle. Um, I talk about her all the time, but let's just run through that quick little bio on her. She is a leading divorce attorney. She's a New York and Massachusetts attorney, but she works with people all around the country. She's also an online mediator, and she's been mediating cases online at least as long as I have, if not longer. Um, She's also, as you all know, as I talk about, the creator of The Better Apart Method and is the author of the best-selling Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, my favorite title. Um, She's gosh, so many other things. Gwyneth, she's been, um, the book's been endorsed by both Gwyneth Paltrow and was featured in People Magazine. What did People Magazine say about it, Gab? They called it um, the conscious uncoupling how-to. There you You go. (laughs) So between Gwyneth, who consciously uncoupled, and People Magazine, I think that tells you all you need to know about the book. Um, She's also a sought-after divorce expert in the media, and she's been quoted, get this list, in the New York Times, Psychology Today, Vice, Thrive Global, Yoga Journal, and many others. Um, Plus, she's a regular guest on NBC talking about all things related to what Gabrielle has coined, and I love the phrase, the positive divorce movement. So they will do a deep dive into online mediation for your divorce, but you can reach out to Gabrielle at gabriellehartley.com. And there's a lot of resources. We'll talk more about that for you all there. But anyway, Gab, thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Susan. I know. We were just talking before this. So Gavin, I, what most of you don't know is we talk to each other pretty much every day anyway. Um, but today I'm excited to talk about this because I know we both feel really strongly about this. And so it's been actually, um, I've been dismayed to hear from listeners, to hear from my followers that either they are nervous about doing their their mediation online or their spouse doesn't want to do it online. So one of the things I'm thinking about with this episode is that this will be something good for my listeners to listen to. But you know what? If it's your spouse who doesn't want to mediate online, send them a link to this episode so they can listen to it or watch it on the YouTube video because we're going to tell you all the many reasons why online mediation is actually perfect for divorce mediation. So, you know, what do you think is your first thought on that, Gabrielle? I mean, I think that if it were like 1994 and you had said, you can mediate online, um, and if I needed a mediation myself, I'd say, oh, I'm going to go to the beach and lie in my chair and have this annoying conversation and deal with hard things in an environment where I'm really comfortable. Um, I, I just, I can't stress enough how, what a gift this really is. There is the discomfort to go from doing things the way we've been doing them forever um, to trying something new. But there's such a big shift from being able to do things online where you can see people, but maybe not see them quite as well as you do in person versus trying to mediate on the phone, which I used to actually also do, which is so much harder. Um, But when I first relocated from New York City to Massachusetts and people wanted to mediate with me. That was all I was able to offer at that time. Um, And this online approach has really, you know, made things so much more accessible for so many people. Um, I think you should try it. Just do an introductory meeting with somebody. If you're having some resistance, you may find that it's a lot less emotional and a lot easier to deal with the harder topics 
And when you do that, you actually can save money because you're not going to spend as much time arguing and processing and going off on sidebars. It's just, it's a different, it's a little bit more formal feeling. um, And there's a much lower likelihood that you're going to waste time. Yeah. So there's actually in all of that, there's like a number of positives about going online. I think the first one that I want to sort of highlight for people is when you were in a brick and mortar office, Gabrielle, when I was in a brick and mortar office, our clients came to mediate with us and they sat in our conference room, right? So they had to travel through traffic, leave work, get a babysitter for the kids, do all those things, and then come sit in our office, which I know you tried to make as comfortable as as possible. I did as well. But let's contrast that for a moment, everyone, with a visual of sitting on your couch with your dog or cat and a nice warm, you know, cup of tea or sitting in your office with a beautiful view out the window and being in that environment to work through your mediation. Just right in or be, you can't, I don't know if you can be at the beach like Gabrielle said, because you need to have a good internet connection. (laughs) I don't know if you can be at your work office either. Right. Depends. Depends. I mean, no, I mean, you might not be at work these days. Oh, right. No, no, that's a good point. Most people during COVID that are going through online mediations tend to be in their home. Um, But think about that. It's your home. You're in a much more comfortable place. So for everyone who is thinking, well, just in setting, in in the place where this happens, I'll either be in a place that I know very well I'm comfortable in, or I'm going to go to some relative stranger's office. I think right off the bat, you can see there's a higher comfort level with online mediation. If you have a good cell plan, actually, you can do it from absolutely wherever, because I've actually mediated from non-conventional places where I don't have internet, but I still have good Zoom. So it really just depends on what kind of Wi-Fi um, and internet you have available to you. Um, I just think that the whole process is so much easier because if you were going to, maybe you have a spouse who talks over you all the time. Your mediator can set the tone and say, we're going to take turns It's much easier when you can press a mute button, which I've never had to do. Um, But it's much easier to have rules and boundaries within the four walls of the computer than it is to have in person. And I think that that's something that um, people don't think about as much as they should, because when you have really firm boundaries, you're much more able to address the, the things that you need to address. Also, Susan, you brought up a really great point about babysitters. Like you can just shut the doors, you know, stick a movie on TV if you have to for your kids or have them go outside for an hour or two, however long it's going to be. And you can get so much done. If you're living together with your spouse, you can sit side by side. I've done actually a surprising number of mediations where parties are sitting next to each other and it's, you know, they're drinking a cup of coffee and we're just having the conversation. And I think that it's really been a blessing in disguise for many people. Um, I've had a fair bit of conversation with other practitioners who are gun shy about doing it. And if you are a practitioner listening, I would encourage you to just try it. Just try it just once, you know, have that first consultation because you may find that it's a heck of a lot more easy and practical than you ever thought before. Yeah, although I do, I do want to say, because this is one of my constant 
you know, um, things that I run into as a person who trains mediators to do online mediations, please do not wing it. Don't do your clients the courtesy of being proficient in the platform and understanding the privacy and confidentiality issues that come with an online platform. So I agree with Gabrielle. You absolutely should try it. If you are a practitioner and you are not offering people online services, one, I think you're doing yourself a disservice and your practice a disservice, but you're also doing your clients a disservice because this is, as we're talking about in this entire episode, a much more facile mod- way to approach divorce mediation for most people. And, you know, Gabrielle had another good point that I want to drill down on. So this whole idea of being together with the person that you're having the conversations with. So I used to, again, back when I had a brick and mortar office, people would come in for a consultation with me, the couple, to see, hear about mediation, hear about my process and meet me to know whether they liked me and wanted to work with me, not like me, but whether they liked my process and wanted to work with me. And then I would often hear from people, Susan, we loved you. We loved your process. We think mediation sounds great. We don't think we can go through this sitting in the same room together. We just are not in that emotional place. Well, guess what? In online mediation, you even if you're in the same house, like Gabrielle said, one of you can be sitting in one room of the house and the other one can go off to a completely different room of the house. Or if you can handle it, you can sit on that couch together, like Gabrielle said, but you can decide. And whether actually, to be together. Even in your own house, to your point, Susan, you can be in two separate rooms and the mediator can pop in and out of each room and you can still do, have private conversations if everybody's comfortable doing it that way. And the mediator will go in and speak with one of you and then go in and speak with the other of you. And then when you're ready, we can all come back together and have a conversation. So it's really user-friendly and you get to decide how you want it. You don't need to worry, oh, my! I love my mediator, but he or she doesn't have a free conference room today or, you know, what have you. So in addition to like not paying for parking or dealing with traffic and all of that stuff, you can just, again, be comfortable both physically and also emotionally. Right. And, and and that's actually a great point, Gabrielle, because, uh, you know, I do most of my online mediations through Zoom, which I think most people are familiar with, or there are a few other platforms. One's Modrin, another one is RDO, and another one's Legaler. Those are all platforms that were created for um, online mediation uh, professionals, but they all have something called breakout rooms or these separate rooms. You, you referenced it as separate rooms. So in person, we might seat the people in two separate conference rooms so that they're not together. But online, we can actually put you in separate meetings so that you're not seeing each other, but your mediator can move between your two separate virtual rooms. And that's a great way. We call it caucus in the world of mediation. What it is is really just talking to you separately and sort of going back and forth. But then we also can bring you back together, but not physically, right? You're only going to see each other on the screen. And, you know, I talked to... um, Dr. Deborah Dupree, one of our our colleagues um, who is a psychologist, a clinical psychologist, and she pointed out to me that it's actually neuroscience that when you are discussing or going through high conflict or, or just even highly emotional issues, when you're discussing them and the two of you are in the same physical space, 
it, your your brain will release stress hormones like cortisol at a much higher level than if you're discussing those same things through a screen. So actually, physically, you're going to feel less emotional. You may still feel emotional, but it will be at a lesser decibel than if you were in the same room. Have you oh, seen that? Absolutely. And then, and when you take down the emotional charge, then you're thinking more clearly. So if you go and have a consultation with your lawyer um, before or in the middle of the mediation, in the middle, meaning like you've had your intro and before you come back for more, you go and you find out the range of outcomes that you are looking at. Um, you know, what could happen in a live mediation is it all goes out the window. You can't think clearly because you're so upset. There's just too much going on. You know, your ex just made that face at you that you just can't stand or, you know, gave you that look or touched your roll. back or eye rolled at your, your handbag. You have no money. Why'd you just get that new bag? Uh, you know, what, whatever. It's all gone. It's just the you're, you're sitting there, you're looking at your ex or not, you're looking at the mediator and you're having a conversation because at the end of the day, our job is to extricate your financial entanglements and help you manage the kids. That's it. And the thing that takes so long is the emotion, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure, Susan, you've also had the experience where you are mediating and it's like you sort of know outcome A, B, and C will all work and you can almost give it to the parties. But people, if you, if you um, do it too quickly as the mediator, what often happens is that one or the other party or both of the parties needed more process. So the beauty of mediation is it does allow for processing versus just like writing an email. Here's the issue, sort this out for us, right? You're part of the process when you're mediating. It's not just your lawyers duking it out, a judge making a decision, and then you're hit with this order, right? right? And by doing it online, you're, you're just going to be able to think more clearly, give better replies that are going to suit your needs and help you and your family to move forward better. Yeah, by far, I would say, whether you're litigating, which is a conflict-driven process, or mediating, the number one thing that will slow down your process is the fact that very naturally, this is an emotional process and you are going to go through anger and fear and hurt and worry and all of these emotions. But the problem with high emotions is they can make us unreasonable. They can make us irrational or not making easily making decisions in a rational space or making decisions in an irrational space, which just then comes back to haunt you. So this ability to just maintain more emotional control through the screen, but still have those important conversations, as Gabrielle was just saying, is so important and is probably, I think, one of the biggest benefits of online mediation. Absolutely. Um, Sorry. No, I was just going to say because um, it really helps you to take that step back and think things through, but make decisions. And that's what Gabrielle was just saying. You, the clients, are going to make these decisions. We don't make them for you. You'll be able to stay in the room, stay in the space, and keep yourself focused on what outcome you want without getting distracted by other things that coming that are coming at you from your ex or from Something, if you think, you know, you might feel like, oh, the mediator's favoring my ex, right? Like there's all of these emotional pieces that just will not come into play when you are mediating online. So 
I, I really recommend that you try online mediation. Um, if you are a practitioner, you want to check out Susan Guthrie's um, How to Mediate, Learn to Mediate online course. It's amazing, and she gives you all the documentation that you need in order to move forward in a way that's safe and secure and addresses all the privacy issues that are going to come up. And if you are someone who is just thinking about mediating, find a mediator in your location or reach out to Susan or reach out to me and learn more about online mediation. You may be surprised. Um, it does, just because we lose, I know we're focusing so much on some of the emotion, emotionality that we lose. We can hear all the facts. We can pick up on a lot more than you think we do this day in and day out. We've got our 10,000 hours and then some mediating with people. And um, you might find that while the divorce emotionally is as hard as, as it is to be a human getting divorced, the, the, the um, legal part, the separating part can be a lot easier using this. So I'm just trying to summarize for you, Susan, um, under these circumstances. So great summary, Gabrielle. I couldn't agree more because yes, we have been focusing on the emotional part, but there are some very practical aspects of online mediation that are also, I think, better in the online platform than they are in person. And one reason for that is because it's so visual, you know, because you are all looking at the same screen. You can be looking at documents together. You can be looking at financial documents that show what, you know, different tax implications are going to be, or we can run the child support guidelines with different inputs and you can see what, you know, different incomes would make the child support be. People process what they can see what they visually can take in much faster. And I've actually found that makes my online mediations more streamlined and easier for people to make decisions as well. Yeah, and there's a lot less space also for posturing. It's just, it's overall, I'm, I can't stress enough how successful I think the parties have been. Um, during COVID, I started to do these four-week mediation blitz sessions with people. Right. And I can't believe how quickly and efficiently people are able to get through the process. And many of those divorces would have maybe dragged out for eight months or a year or more, but we had really tight guidelines and we made agreements and it, it just worked out. So take a look and learn all you can about it. And online mediation really serve you in ways that you may not anticipate, you know, just jump in and co conquer that fear, I would say. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. 
here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, leading attorney Gabrielle Hartley discussing why online mediation may be the best thing that has happened to divorce. Whether you are, you know, getting divorced and you're a young couple and you don't have much and maybe you don't even have a kid to you've got billions of dollars and you need to figure out how to sort it all out. This is a platform that is really one size fits all. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Parenting Plans Aren't for Parents, How to Create a Plan That Works for Your Kids with parenting expert, Christina McGee. What's really important for kids is that sense of belonging and connection with each parent, and that is best served when there can be an equitable division between households in terms of how time is shared. And now we return to today's show. You just made another great point, Gabrielle, because we are in a place right now still with COVID being rampant. We're taping this episode in October of 2020. COVID is still ongoing whenever you're listening to this, but it was going on while we were there. (laughs) And frankly, we have no end in sight. So that still means for many people who are facing divorce, and we've talked about in other episodes, the divorce rate is up about 34% during COVID, yet you have very few options for working through your divorce process, including in-person mediation. Um, One of the things that's going on with in-person mediations, the colleagues of mine who I know who are doing it, is people are all wearing masks in the mediation room, which is great for uh, social distancing and keeping, you know, the, the activity from being spread, the COVID from being spread. But when you have someone's face covered up to the eyes, you really aren't getting their facial expressions. You're missing a lot of the communication that way. So it is, you know, going online. If you want to get your divorce done during COVID, going online and trying mediation might be your only option right now. How did your blitz work? I know you were doing those four week blitzes. Yeah, it was absolutely great. I, I, um, I reduced the rate somewhat for people, which incentivized people to do it. And there was a dual buy-in, um, because it was a sort of use it or lose it money, right? So they right. paid me, they paid a little less, they got a deal. And we started and we set up meetings and it would be, you know, it's a four-week program. If somebody needed six or eight weeks because they needed something to be a um, uh, um, appraised or something like that, I, you know, I wasn't draconian about it. But every single agreement, we finished with a memorandum of understanding or a fully drafted agreement if they were local and I had the bandwidth to draft the agreement. People who were in other states, I just gave them the terms of settlement and then they went off to local mediation-friendly lawyers to um, create an agreement. And if there were ever questions, the lawyer would just reach out to me 
and we would sort of close the loop that way. So it was, it was really a great way to go. Um, I was laughing. I mean, you know, sort of like, I can't believe I didn't think about this before, but at the time it just seemed like it made sense. And I was thinking when I worked for Judge Sunshine back in the early 2000s, he used to do these blitz days where he'd call people in and then there was like incentives, like, well, the incentive was you'd get in trouble if you didn't do A, B, and C. With me, the incentive is you need to have these meetings. You get this many hours in this much time. If you don't show up, you're losing your money. Nobody wants to lose their money. Everybody shows up. So um, I would say it's like a great way to go if you're a practitioner and you hear that, you're hearing me. I highly recommend it. It's a really, um, it's a good model for everybody. I was able to open cases, see them through, close cases. I think my clients were very satisfied because they got what they wanted and they weren't worried about their ex dragging their feet, which is sometimes an issue or somebody being just disagreeable for the point of being disagreeable. When there is money on the line, people engage in a better way. I really learned that. It's like I I did an empirical research project here. I've got my sample size of 20. So well, if you're a practitioner, I encourage you to reach out to Gabrielle to get some more information on that because that's actually a really brilliant model and obviously worked for clients. You know, so and really in the end, that's what we as the professionals are here for. You also mentioned getting appraisals and that that made my me think of bringing other experts into mediations. Um, people like financial professionals, CDFAs, mental health professionals. I actually have an ongoing um, divorce mediation right now that has a pretty complicated financial situation. A lot of owned properties, a lot of owned businesses, both parties work in that business. So it's very complicated. And we've done the last three or four sessions with our financial professional also attending the meetings. And that's so easy to do online. We've been doing the same thing. I've got a fairly complicated um, in-depth case right now. Um, And we just bring the professional in, you know, we just zoom them in when we're ready and they know they're working and you're not paying for that professional for all those extra hours of sitting around when we're talking about other stuff. We just say, okay, we've got a four hour mediation. Believe it or not, I do some of those and we'll call you, you know, at X time and we loop that person in and that person um, jumps right in and handles it. So this is really, um, whether you are, you know, getting divorced and you're a young couple and you don't have much and maybe you don't even have a kid to you've got billions of dollars and you need to figure out how to sort it all out. This is a platform that is really one size fits all. I'll say most, but, you know, I'm afraid to say all, but I I think it, it, I, I really think other, if you are, if you and your spouse have the temperament to mediate, this is a great platform to mediate. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I I really, the online, um, you know, anybody who knows me knows I went online for mediation about five years ago. Two years ago, I went fully online. I just don't meet with people in person anymore. Long before COVID. I just think this is a better platform that has so many upsides for people that it's, you know, it's really should be a first choice. I would even after COVID and many of my trainees who have taken my Learn to Mediate online course have told me they don't really ever intend to go back to having an in-person office or doing in-person proceedings. That goes beyond the safety factor. That goes to there are benefits 
two people of mediating their matters online. Absolutely. Going back to like being on the beach to mediate, right? <laughs> Which I'm, I'm standing firm on. Um, I've been mediating for long before COVID as well. And, you know, colleagues of mine were very resistant when I was encouraging them to try it out. I'm like, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's just so good for everybody. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Unless you're yeah. afraid of the computer, in which case, you know, just get a young family member, get, get permission for that person to, um, you know, not be in the room for the mediation, obviously, but to, to do like a tutorial with you. Um, and if you do want to have a friend, I've actually had people who want to have a friend in the room with them for the mediation if they have the um, consent of the other party and they don't have a lawyer, maybe one person feels like they are um, less able to stand up for themselves. They feel more emotionally supported. Um, and that person maybe is better at the at the Zoom. Just make sure if you do have a third party there that you um, kibosh them from talking because you'll find it uses up a lot of time and you don't want that in the context of any conference, but the Zoom especially. Yeah, I mean, and, and the idea is really that if they're there as support, one, they need to be disclosed. You can't have somebody there who hasn't been revealed to be there. Um, but that's just another way that you can modify the online platform to suit pretty much any need. And and I love that about online. One thing I was going to say for professionals, but also people who are considering online mediation for their divorce. I have on my learntomediateonline.com website, if you go to the opening page, the landing page, up at the top, you can click on a link there and get my um, free, it's sort of an onboarding handout that tells you how to get ready for a mediation. And it's designed for professionals to give to clients before that first mediation session. And it just walks through, you know, so as Gabrielle was saying, some people have tech fear or afraid of, they don't know how it will operate. It walks you through everything you need to know. So if you're thinking about mediating online, you can go get a copy of that and just re review through it. If you're a professional and want to have it for your clients, just go to learntomediateonline.com. I'll put that in the show notes, but it's a free handout. It's the one that I give my clients. Uh, because I agree with Gabrielle wholeheartedly, the key to success to online mediation is the in everything that happens before the actual mediation. It is the preparation. And part of that is everybody being up to speed on how it all works, um, being comfortable with the technology, being set up properly. And then the mediation is just what it's supposed to be, the discussions that you're supposed to be having. It's not colored by, oh my God, how do I, you know, zoom in or zoom out or do this or do that. That's right. And if you are a practitioner or you are an individual, if you're a practitioner who, um, you know, does a little mediation, but you're, you, maybe you have trouble not going down rabbit holes in cases and you want some more tips on how to resolve, how to settle cases um, more efficiently, um, go to gabriellehartley.com and check out the better part, um, different certifications. There is a four hour, 12 hour and a 36 hour. Um, and they are all available for you to help you to close your cases more efficiently and learn how to keep more of them at the table. If you're getting divorced and you just find like you're getting swept away in the arguments, you know, you can pick up Better Apart online at any bookstore. And also if you go to gabriellehartley.com, I do have a fully downloadable program. It is very affordable um, and it has, um, you know, 13, 12 or 13 downloadable modules and worksheets and all different things to help you sort of sort through how to stay focused, how to dial things back so that you can stay at the table, make better decisions, 
and um, get on with your life, honestly. Yeah, well, and actually, that's a good point, Gabrielle, because we didn't really get a chance to talk about the book. Um, and really, I, I highly recommend, everybody knows that this is on my top list. It's on my website, divorceinabetterway.com. You can find the book there. This is something that if you are contemplating divorce or you are going through it, this is the book to start with. This is where you want to start. Okay, I'm getting a divorce. Now what? Better apart. Um, just walk people through the 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 five components just so they yeah, understand. Sure. And, and just so you know, um, this book, it's great if you're thinking about getting divorced or you're wondering if you should get divorced, but it's also great five years after your divorce and you're still in that loop. It is there to help you address your life in a better way. So um, it takes you through developing a practice of patience, peace, respect, getting better clarity. And then finally, how do you get to a place of acceptance or forgiveness? And it's just full of different exercises that you can do to slow down your thinking. And the second half of the book is all about how to make the best financial decisions, how to know what is the best approach for divorce for you. You know, is it straight up mediation? Is it attorney assisted mediation? Or holy cow, I'm in court. I don't want to be here. How do you keep yourself normal? You know, normal. Um, having your your calm, I mean, sane, sane, <laughs> yeah. sane brain, right? You want to have your sane brain engaged, and you can um, just start feeling like yourself again. So you can start to get along, if not with your ex, with yourself, with your kids in the world. Because the more you um, talk to other people who are going through divorce, the more you'll see how you feel, how you feel alone or full of shame or disappointed or sad or angry. These are all universal feelings. So it's like, it's all about figuring out what to do with those feelings and how to enable yourself and your kids to have the best path forward. Yeah, the message is just, I mean, it's truly a powerful message. It's a tool. It's full of tools for you. So if you take better apart and combine that with online mediation, to me, that's like the best of all worlds. You can get through your divorce, I think, in the best way possible or in a better way, which is all, you know, all, always what I'm trying to help people do. Right. So we will definitely have links to all of this in the show notes. But bottom line, how do how, what's the best way to reach out to you, Gabrielle, if someone has a question? Oh, just go to GabrielleHartley.com and there's a message me prompt. Or you could just email me directly if you want. I'm at Gabrielle at GabrielleHartley.com. But if you look at um, GabrielleHartley.com, also check out the Better Apart blog. Every week I have contributors from all over the country giving great advice through personal stories, professional stories about wellness, co-parenting, um, financial. I've got budgets. I've got all kinds of spreadsheets, everything right there. Just go through that blog. And if there's a topic that I haven't had somebody write about yet, um, send me an email and tell me what you'd like to hear about. And I'll try to get somebody really good on for you. Perfect. She really has, I mean, amazing guests on, on the blog. So I highly recommend going to read that. It's every week it comes out, right, Gab? That's right. It comes out yeah. every Tuesday. Every and, Tuesday. And if you want to grab the Survive and Thrive packet, um, which will also then deliver the blog directly to your inbox each week, right on the homepage, it asks, you know, do you, would you like your Survive and Thrive packet? And you'll get um, three different um, worksheets right in your inbox. One is um, Parenting 101. There is a, a, a financial blueprint. 
Um, and then there is a, a um, basic guide to the better apart method. So there's tons of stuff there. Go and check it out. If there's something that you need that's not right there, give a shout. I'm always here to help. That's, and she is. So you can always reach out to me, reach out to Gabrielle. Thank you so much for coming on, Gab. I knew we could fill up some time talking about online mediation without any difficulty. We could go on for even longer, but I hope that this has given those of you who are listening the idea that online mediation not only is something that may be your only option right now if it's during COVID, but it's honestly a great option. We're lucky we have it. It's, it's something that is going to help you get through your divorce in a better way, which is, and, and then, you know, to your, beyond your divorce, which is also where, where Gabrielle and I are both trying to get you there. So right. thank you again, Gabrielle, and uh, oh. everything will be in the show notes. Thank you so Don't much. Don't need to thank me ever. Thank you, Susan. Take care. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.